Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Savvy Mamas podcast. I am your host, Ashley Renee. This podcast is a safe space for mamas to vent and chat about all that life throws at us. On the Savvy Mama podcast, we will discuss a variety of topics such as parenting, relationships, self-care, love, boundaries, and much more. Let's get to it. Hey, Savvy Mamas, welcome to the second episode of the Savvy Mama podcast. I'm so excited to have you all join me on this episode. So this is episode two, like I said, and we're going to be talking about what makes you a Savvy Mama and how I came up with the name Young Savvy Single Mom. So let's jump right into it. So... I came up with the name Young Savvy Single Mom back in 2016. Um, I was talking to one of my friends on the phone and I was telling him that I wanted to start blogging and jumping into different ventures and I wanted to be about motherhood and young single parenting and all those good things. So I coined the phrase Young Savvy Single Mom and that's how that came about and so I get a lot of questions sometimes with people asking me what makes you a savvy mama or what does that mean and it's really I don't know it's just something personal that I can relate to and maybe many of you can relate to as well So a savvy mama is a mother, whether she's young or seasoned. I don't like to use the term old. I think that may be a little rude. So I use the term seasoned and she is a mother who is resilient, relentless and loving. And just because she has kids, maybe one or two or maybe like me, four or maybe even more. She hasn't lost herself in motherhood and she takes care of her mind, body, and her soul. She takes care of her spirit. She keeps herself up as far as dressing nice and she doesn't let the weight of the world get her down. You will typically see her out and about with her kids and she will be dressed I would say classy, maybe. I think I dress pretty classy. And her kids are, you know, all dressed nice and together as well. Not saying that, you know, I'm perfect or that woman would be perfect. Just because, okay, let me take it back for a minute. So my mama raised my sister and my brother and I like this. Just because you're not going anywhere on the weekend or if you're just lounging around the house you still get up you know get washed up all that good stuff and put you some clothes on you never know what might happen throughout the day where you have to just up and go so that's just how we were raised and that's just you know that's just how I am so some people may think it's a little bougie and I'm cool with that but If you're going to call me bougie, that's fine. But to me, bougie is not stuck up 
or snobbish. Um, I don't even, I would say maybe high maintenance. Like what's wrong with having nice things and taking care of yourself and being a little sophisticated? Because I feel like when you are a single mom of more than two kids, I would say, you're automatically labeled by society, whether people say it or not, you're labeled as like a welfare queen or you trying to come up off the system and you all about a chick and that's why you got all of these kids and that's not the case. I mean, I feel like I get looked at a certain type of way because I have four kids now, okay? But if I would have given all four of my kids up for adoption and not kept them, people would look at me a certain type of way and say, what kind of mother gives her child for adoption? But because I choose to keep my kids and take care of them and raise them with standards and morals and values, I'm just automatically automatically perceived as a mother especially because I'm a woman of color I'm automatically perceived as a welfare queen or I'm just all about a chick or I got all these kids and my household is in shambles and that's really just not the case it's really not so I don't know I think that as african-american women we're looked at a certain type of way and that stereotype and that stigma that we have placed on us like i said in my first intro episode i would like to disrupt that whole pattern about the myth of how black women raise and mother and nurture their children i think that black women are some of the most loving and supporting and nurturing women out there like we love our babies now like I said they test my gangster <laughs> a lot of the times but that doesn't mean I doesn't I don't love them and I don't do what I can and when I'm able to do for them I just don't believe that every sing every woman or every mother now hold on wait let me go back like I said <laughs> um there are some women out there who just don't have that mother, I guess, you, mothering gene or that nurturing, nurturing manner about themselves. But maybe not every one woman is meant to be a mother. We need aunties and we need that village. Like I was telling you all in my last episode, it takes a village to take care of kids and raise them and give them everything that they need so that they don't end up looking for it out there in the streets you know so y'all let me know what y'all think um anchor has this feature on there on this app that allows you to leave me voice messages and if you have the app or if you choose to download it and listen to this podcast leave me a voice message and i'll play them back and that way we can have keep the conversation going you know as far as how do you all feel about being, if you are being a young single parent in today's society? I feel like we're judged a lot of the times about the things that we do and the way we raise our kids. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, when I had my old, my first daughter, she's 11 now. I was very guarded and defensive and I wasn't open to receive 
criticism because I felt like I was being judged as a parent. Like when my grandmother and when my mom would tell me something, it was coming from a place of love, nurture, nurturing and um, experience. And I just felt like they were attacking me and making me feel like I wasn't a good parent or I didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was faking it till I made it, but I think I did pretty good, but I needed their love and support. I just, I guess I would say I was, I wasn't open to receiving what they were trying to tell me, but I let it sit in for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? You're right. They're only trying to tell me what's best for me. They're only trying to, you know, help me through this because they're both mothers and they did a wonderful job raising their kids. So not everybody had parents that give them guidance and structure and discipline and tell them no and guide them along and help them. So if you have that in your life, if you have someone that wants to be your mentor or give you motherly guidance don't be so quick to push them away because some people wish that they had that like I wish my grandmother was here because I miss her so so much I wish she was here to see how my babies are growing up and all the different things that they're doing but she will always say y'all gonna miss me when I'm gone and that is so true I miss her so 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 much I really really do I wish she was here so I was asked by one of my friends the my guy friend that I was telling you all about and he asked me what would I do different with baby miles that I didn't do with the other ones and I kind of struggled with that question because I would like to say that I'm an equal opportunity mama Like, I love all of my kids the same. And even though every child is not the same, I try to spread my love out across evenly and give each of them the love that they need. But children have different personalities and they they need different things. Like, my youngest daughter, she's very needy of attention she loves the spotlight she loves the attention she loves the camera my middle son he's very affectionate and he needs those hugs and affirmations to know that you know I love him and my oldest daughter she's very independent she's kind of cool mellow you know just laid back I try to love them all the same but each child requires different things from me I haven't figured that out yet with baby mouse but I would say I would just try to let them know that I'm here for them as much as possible and that I'm their biggest cheerleader I feel like I've done that but as I've learned it is a difference between raising a child and taking care of a child and I would like to raise my kids so that they don't have to recover from their childhoods with the separation of their dad and I I don't want to leave them damaged and scarred from things that they have made that they may have seen 
you know, that went on between he and I or different things that they've seen throughout, you know, my relationships with different people. So that is my ultimate goal is just to be there for them as much as possible and to give them much as much love and time and attention that I can possibly give. Now, I'm only one person and I can only do so much. And I have to tell them that over and over and over again because they want me, they want my undivided attention right then, right now. And some days it's like they're all pulling me in different directions and I have to politely let them know, look, I'm only one person with two arms. It's only so much that I can do, you know, so y'all just gonna have to give me a minute. (laughs) I mean, basically y'all just gonna have to let me deal with bug. That's what I call. That's what we call my youngest daughter. Let me deal with bug. And then. I will get to you, but just give me a moment. And they don't always like it, but they have to accept it. It's only one of me. And now it is four of you all. So just give me a minute and I will get to you and help you with whatever it is that you need. And hopefully, you know, that would be something that they can pass along to their kids when they get a little bit older and which is hopefully no time soon like maybe when they're in their 30s (laughs) when they start having kids but hopefully the things that I do with them now they're able to take them remix them to how it works for them and their spouses and carry that on you know to the next generation so I have to ask the question What is something or some things that you wish you would have done differently with your children? Or what are some of the things that you wish or you are starting to incorporate with your family as far as traditions and breaking those generational curses and cycles? So y'all let me know what it is that you all are doing. So before I get ready to go, I just have some quick announcements. So the podcast is going to drop on Wednesdays. So next Wednesday, you can all will be expecting a new um, podcast. And I'm going to have a special guest. And I'll tell you all about her on next week. But as of right now, you can find the podcast on Apple, not Apple. I apologize. Google Podcasts. Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I have not gotten the podcast published on um, iTunes and a few others, but just be on the lookout for those as well. So thank you for so much for listening to the podcast. Again, my name is Ashley Renee, and you can follow us on social media everywhere. On Instagram, it's official Young Savvy Single Mom. Facebook, Young Savvy Single Mom, and Twitter, Young Savvy Single Mom as well. And because it's Black History Month, if you use the code BLACK, B-L-A-C-K, 28, all caps for um, the word BLACK, if you go on our website, you will receive 20% off on all merch and everything on our website. 
and our website address is www.youngsavvysinglemom.com. See you all in the next one.